The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. A team of Chinese engineers has designed an intelligent robotic car that can clean, repair, and complete replacement work on the country's 500-meter aperture spherical radio telescope, or FAST for short. It is the world's largest single dish and most sensitive radio telescope. It's quite a challenge to maintain some 2,200 laser targets on a giant spherical dish with a receiving area equivalent to 30 football fields. The telescope's reflective surface is made of one millimeter thin plates making them unable to bear the weight of a normal adult. And the newly developed RoboCar is capable of running in all directions and fulfilling replacement tasks automatically, even on a 56-degree steep slope. That is according to the Institute of Automation under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Located in a naturally deep and round cast depression in Pingtang County in southwest China's Guizhou province, the telescope started formal operation in January 2020 and officially opened to the world on March 31, 2021. This is Special English. An exhibition focusing on the civilizations of the Great Rivers is being held at Ningbo Museum in East China's Zhejiang province. As a result of the collaboration between Chinese and Italian cultural institutions, the show displays about 200 cultural relics, including artifacts from four Italian museums and 13 Chinese cultural institutions. Items on show include seals and pottery from the Tigris-Euphrates River Basin, mummified animals and painted wood coffins from ancient Egypt, as well as colourful pottery, jade articles and porcelain dating back to early Chinese history in the Yellow River and the Yangtze River basins. A painted middle coffin covered by a sarcophagus has captivated numerous visitors. It comes from the Egyptian Museum in Turin, Italy. Xu Qin, who works at Ningbo Museum and organized the exhibition, explains that the ancient Egyptian coffin consists of an outer coffin, a middle and an inner coffin. Shu added that although the middle coffin may not be as splendid as the outer one, the exquisite and colourful painting on its surface 
still offers a glimpse into the ancient Egyptians' beliefs about life and death. She said the show aims to present the rise and fall, the continuity and rupture, as well as the communication and mutual learning of these civilizations, provoking deep reflection on the eternal topics of human development and coexistence. Cultural and archaeological communities in China and Italy enjoy a close relationship. The show is to run until October the 8th. You're listening to Special English. The world's oceans set a new temperature record at the beginning of this month, raising concerns about knock-on effects on the planet's climate, marine life and coastal communities. According to European Union Climate Observatory data, the temperature of the ocean's surface rose to 20.96 degrees Celsius on July the 30th, while the previous record was 20.95 degrees Celsius in March 2016. The samples tested excluded the polar regions. The U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which uses a different database, has also recorded a similar trend in recent months. It said the average sea surface temperature reached the record on April the 4th this year at 21.06 degrees Celsius, overtaking the previous high of 21.01 degrees Celsius in March 2016. On August the 1st, average temperatures stood at 21.03 degrees Celsius. According to scientists, oceans have been absorbing 90% of the excess heat produced by human activity since the dawn of the Industrial Age. This excess heat continues to accumulate as greenhouse gases, mainly from burning oil, gas and coal built up in the Earth's atmosphere. Globally, the average ocean temperature has been topping seasonal heat records on a regular basis since April. Piers Forster of the International Centre for Climate with Britain's University of Leeds said the ocean heat wave is an immediate threat to some forms of marine life like the coral bleaching in Florida, which he said is a direct result, and more impacts will emerge. The overheating of the oceans is predicted to have other effects on marine plant and animal life too, including on the migration of certain species and the spread of invasive species. This could threaten fish stocks, and thus undermine food security in certain parts of the globe. Warmer oceans are also less capable 
of absorbing carbon dioxide, reinforcing the vicious cycle of global warming, and higher temperatures are likely to come, since the El Nino phenomenon, which tends to warm up waters, has only just begun. Scientists expect the worst effects of the current El Nino to be felt at the end of this year and continue into subsequent years. Rowan Sutton, Director of Climate Research at the University of Reading, said, while there are certainly short-term factors, the main long-term cause is, without a doubt, the accumulation of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere caused by human activity, primarily by the burning of fossil fuels. According to a 2019 report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, marine heat waves have become twice as frequent since 1982. By the year 2100, they could be ten times more intense than they were at the beginning of the 20th century if pollutant emissions are not reduced. The use of coal, oil and gas is expected to be at the centre of debates at the forthcoming United Nations Climate Talks, dubbed COP28, which is scheduled to take place at the end of the year in Dubai. This is Special English. South China's Guangxizhuang Autonomous Region plans to resume flights to the capital cities of 10 ASEAN countries before the 20th China ASEAN Expo, which will take place there in September this year. In recent years, Guangxi has accelerated its transformation of the Nanning Wushu International Airport into a gateway and international air cargo hub for ASEAN. According to Guangxi Airport Group, the Nanning Airport will build itself into a major node for transit flights from Chinese cities to locations in ASEAN countries. The airport's handling capacity has been continuously enhanced and passenger air routes have gradually resumed. Currently, it has resumed seven outbound passenger air routes, including those to Bangkok, Phnom Penh, Singapore and Kuala Lumpur, with 30 flights operating per week. Starting this year, the airport has operated 15 regular international cargo air routes, reaching 16 cities in 10 South and Southeast Asian countries. You're listening to Special English. Twenty-five hundred years ago, an old man rode on his buffalo and headed west of China. Before he vanished into the wild, he left behind a book of 5,000 words, which for the next two and a half millennia would have shaped the Chinese way of thinking. 
Subscribe to the sayings of Lao Tzu and find out why generals with wisdom yield after winning the ultimate battle and how staying behind just might help you get ahead of others. The sayings of Lao Tzu is available on all major podcast platforms. You're listening to Special English. Norway's salmon exports to China has reached 230 million Norwegian krona, about 22 million U.S. dollars, in July, marking an impressive 90% increase compared to the same month last year. That is according to the Norwegian Seafood Council. In terms of volume. Norway shipped some three thousand two hundred and fifty metric tons of salmon to China last month, representing a fifty-nine percent increase from the previous year. This surge in demand for Norwegian salmon has played a significant role in driving the country's seafood export growth. Andreas Thorud. The council's representative in China said the demand for Norwegian salmon in China is primarily driven by the restaurant segment, while grocery stores and e-commerce platforms have also witnessed a surge in sales. He emphasized the exciting trend of Norwegian salmon making its way into grocery stores. Beyond major cities, expanding its reach to medium and small cities in China, according to the data, the Nordic country exported more than 12 billion Norwegian krona worth of seafood in July, showing a substantial rise of some 930 million Norwegian krona, or 8 percent from the previous year. Christian Kramer, the council's managing director, said that one of the key factors contributing to this positive trend has been the weakness of the Norwegian krona, which has bolstered the competitiveness of Norwegian seafood in the global market. You're listening to Special English. The New Zealand government and BlackRock have announced they will work together on a first-of-its-kind climate infrastructure fund, in order to make the country one of the first in the world to reach 100% renewable electricity. According to New Zealand Prime Minister Chris Hipkins, the fund, which is worth two billion New Zealand dollars, Around 1.22 billion U.S. dollars will accelerate green energy options like solar, wind, green hydrogen, and battery storage to fuel a low emissions economy. Hipkins said that the Net Zero Fund will provide access to greater pools of capital for New Zealand businesses. Supporting the creation of highly skilled local jobs, 
He said that the fund is a massive opportunity for New Zealand innovators to develop and grow companies. The government has worked with BlackRock, one of the world's largest investors in climate infrastructure and clean technology, to deliver a fully renewable electricity system. Energy and Resources Minister Megan Woods cited Cyclone Gabrielle and the Auckland floods earlier this year as reminders of the urgency to speed up climate action, saying the fund will supercharge investments in clean technology. Woods said, with countries around the world experiencing the impact of climate change on a daily basis, it has never been more urgent to invest in technology that will help address the climate crisis. She said that investors in the green economy can see New Zealand's potential and recognise its climate commitments and goals, such as the banning of further offshore oil and gas exploration. This is Special English. Around 11 Chinese crested terns have been spotted in Nantong, in East China's Jiangsu province. That is according to the Nantong Environmental Monitoring Centre. This marks the fourth year in a row that Chinese crested terns have been observed in Nantong, with this year having the highest recorded number of sightings. With a global population of only around 200, the Chinese crested tern is a first-class nationally protected endangered species and is classified as critically endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. In August 2016, the Chinese crested tern was first discovered in the Dongling wetland in Nantong, marking the first recorded sighting in the province. Since September 2020, the birds have been visiting the Dongling coast from July to September each year, and their numbers appear to be increasing. Wildlife enthusiasts from the Nantong Bird Association believe that Chinese crested terns choose the Dongling wetland as their habitat due to abundant food and minimal human disturbance in the coastal wetlands. The Dongling coastal wetland and Tongzhou Bay in Nantong currently provide feeding and nesting habitats for thousands of migratory birds. More than 80 species of bird have been recorded this year. Among them are seven first-class nationally protected wild bird species. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The world's oceans set a new temperature record at the beginning of this month, raising concerns about knock-on effects on the planet's climate, marine life and coastal communities.
According to European Union Climate Observatory data, the temperature of the ocean's surface rose to 20.96 degrees Celsius on July 30, while the previous record was 20.95 degrees Celsius in March 2016. The samples tested excluded the polar regions. The U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which uses a different database, has also recorded a similar trend in recent months. It said the average sea surface temperature reached the record on April 4 this year at 21.06 degrees Celsius, overtaking the previous high of 21.01 degrees Celsius in March 2016. On August the 1st, average temperatures stood at 21.03 degrees Celsius. According to scientists, oceans have been absorbing 90% of the excess heat produced by human activity since the dawn of the Industrial Age. This excess heat continues to accumulate as greenhouse gases, mainly from burning oil, gas and coal, build up in the Earth's atmosphere. Globally, the average ocean temperature has been topping seasonal heat records on a regular basis since April. Piers Forster of the International Centre for Climate with Britain's University of Leeds said the ocean heat wave is an immediate threat to some forms of marine life, with the coral bleaching in Florida being a direct result, and more impacts will emerge. The overheating of the oceans is predicted to have other effects on marine plant and animal life too, including on the migration of certain species and the spread of invasive species. This could threaten fish stocks and thus undermine food security in certain parts of the globe. Warmer oceans are also less capable of absorbing carbon dioxide, reinforcing the vicious cycle of global warming. And higher temperatures are likely to come, since the El Niño phenomenon, which tends to warm up waters, has only just begun. Scientists expect the worst effects of the current El Niño to be felt at the end of this year and continue into subsequent years. Rowan Sutton, Director of Climate Research at the University of Reading, said that while there are certainly short-term factors, the main long-term cause is without a doubt the accumulation of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere caused by human activity, primarily by the burning of fossil fuels. According to a 2019 report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, marine heat waves have become twice as frequent since 1982. By the year 2100, they could be ten times more intense than they were at the beginning of the 20th century if pollutant emissions are not reduced. The use of coal, oil and gas is expected to be at the centre of debates at the forthcoming United Nations Climate Talks, dubbed COP28, which is scheduled to take place at the end of the year in Dubai. This is Special English. A team of Chinese engineers have designed an intelligent robotic car that can clean, repair and complete replacement work on the country's 500-metre Aperture Spherical Radio Telescope, or FAST for short. It is the world's largest single-dish and most sensitive radio telescope. It is quite a challenge to maintain some 2,200 laser targets on the giant spherical dish with a receiving area equivalent to 30 football fields. The telescope's reflective surface is made of 1mm thin plates, making them unable to bear the weight of a normal adult. 
and the newly developed RoboCar is capable of running in all directions and fulfilling replacement tasks automatically, even on a 56-degree steep slope. That is according to the Institute of Automation under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Located in a naturally deep and round-cast depression in Pingtung County in southwest China's Guizhou province, the telescope started formal operation in January 2020 and officially opened to the world on March 31, 2021. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.